0: Washington, coming to you live from Miss Buffy Williams' office, <laughs> just sitting around thinking about life and trying to become better people tonight, so check us out. Welcome back, you're on the air with Buffy Williams and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education, we have been discussing the show's purpose on mission. Good evening, this is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is school safety in COVID-19. A recap of last week's show, we discussed bullying in the community when students are away from school. On tonight's episode, we're going to take a different look into school safety during the COVID-19 pandemic. So join in the conversation with us and call us at 917-948-7542 or drop your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG or post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker, Instagram, or YouTube. Remember... That my fellow New Heights host Erica Hansen's show airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I want to take a moment to uh, give a shout out to our Silicon Valley High School students who were so instrumental once we became syndicated uh, with the New Heights Educational Group, and assisting us with our broadcast uh, for uh, New Heights Educational Group, New Heights Show on Education. And I know that uh, California is one of our red states as far as um, COVID-19 is concerned, but I want to let the students at Silicon Valley uh, High School know that our thoughts and prayers are are with them and have been with them during this pandemic. Uh, And we know that they're dealing with a lot. Sure, I think that I heard on the news that um, the state of California will be going virtual as they go back to school. So I just want you all to know, if you're listening to the show, um, as well as your teacher who assisted you with um, making New Heights a syndicated show and uh, assisting us through that process, I want you to know that our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family, as well as with your school district and. Know that there is someone out here who is thinking of you during this difficult time. So, our reference for tonight and our resources will be coming from the schoolsafety.gov. And this is a site that is um, put out there for the public, uh, for parents, administrators, teachers regarding school safety. And again, that's schoolsafety.gov. And a part of the collaboration between the Department of Homeland Security, Department of Justice, Department of Health and Human Services, they put out um, information on this particular site to use as just guidance for parents and administrators. And so I want to um, do a precursor for the show to let you know that nothing that's on the site is actually intended and does not create any legal rights or actions that are required. These are simply guidance um, notes and uh, resource material that schools and teachers and parents can use um, as they're approaching virtual or blended or in-person school year as we come up on this uh, fall of the 2020-2021 school year as it relates to the covid pandemic and the coronavirus updates as it relates to school resources. So again, this is just federal guidance and resources that schools and administrators and parents can use regarding school safety. And I know that the last time we spoke about school safety was more of you know when students were actually in school and the things that they actually faced in regards to school safety as far as violence and that is concerned. But this is on a whole other level. And it's important for us to always remember um, that just because you don't have a current situation regarding particular things, that it's always important to have some type of action plan in place. Um, So um, one of the resources that's actually on the website is that teachers and administrators can take um, an actual assessment to help them create an action plan steps for schools in addressing the things that they may face in regards to school safety and personalize um, their action plan um, for their particular school and their school districts. And they also have additional topics on the site that provide guidance on different uh, other topics related to school safety, like bullying, cyberbullying, things we've talked about on the show prior to today. Um, mental health, you know, uh, threat assessments and things like that. So I do encourage you to go on the website and look and see if there's anything that you particularly have questions with or you're not clear about and maybe you can receive some additional guidance. Um, It also has specific resources as it relates to training and we talked about the fact sheets but training that teachers could actually receive, and you can also visit your particular state. If you want to know or discover what your state safety plan is or safety programs are for the particular region, you can also um, search your state and explore um, what platforms they have available for you. Um, schools can also collaborate and look at different resources that other schools have used, and they can share their safety plans, Um, and then maybe develop a better and more secure plan for their school in particular, and so it's a great way for educators to go on and join privately in a secure platform that um, is on the website, and I have a link for you, so you can kind of explore those things if you're looking at either revamping your... Safety plan as it is as it, in regards to COVID 19, or if you're actually trying to develop, you know, how should you move forward with your school resources and taking steps to prevent um, or prevent the spread of COVID 19 within the school, or come up with an action plan um, of how to address um, different ways to protect, uh, mitigate, or prevent COVID 19. So I guess that's really um, important for me to say: protect, prevent, or mitigate um, things that are going on in your school. And I know that parents are a little nervous about actually going back into the school system and thinking about the physical spacing and testing, and actually, you know, how are they going to institute their nutritional programs and even volunteers? How do you even address? volunteer service as it relates to COVID-19. And so on this particular site, you can go here and you can find resources that actually address those things in particular. And it also discusses you know screening um, for student symptoms and testing within the K-12 schools. And I think that the social distancing is the biggest thing that a lot of parents have questions about. And so they have guidance on that, guidance material and fact sheets that you can download and you can look at that information. And I guess you will have more information as it relates to your particular school district and how they're handling it nationwide. And so if you're not in a red state, let's say maybe your state is yellow, if it starts to um, migrate towards that area, you already know you need to take. It also speaks about um, the sanitation and protective, what we call it, a lot of people are using acronym PPE, which is personal protective equipment that parents or teachers or administrators um, are wondering um, what type of PPE they, they should use and what type of sanitation method. It also has recommendations on, of course, hand-washing um, which is probably the most basic thing that we would think about, but it also has health promotion materials and addressing uh, cloth face coverings within schools and whether schools are actually going to require that within the school. And this is a big deal because if you're thinking about the K-12 through area, I can just imagine uh, first-grade teachers, kindergarten teachers trying to wrangle all the students and let them know that, you know, this is something that we have to do now. Um, they're pretty used to washing their hands and uh, using uh, Germex or something like that and as far as the sanitation is concerned. But wearing masks all day is going to be um, an interesting feat that they're going to have to tackle. So I know that one of the things that they're asking parents to do is to try to get their children used to wearing the masks. So if your child is going to have to go um, back to school, and we do understand that, you know, if, if my children are in school at this, if at this particular time, they would definitely, I would probably have some reservations about sending them back to school personally, but I also know that I would have to go to work. And so I would have a tough decision to make depending on the age of the child. And so I know a lot of parents are... Having to make that difficult decision as to whether or not they're going to have adequate child care if the child doesn't go back to school, uh, and then uh, if they do go back, then what are the safety precautions that are going to be in place? Another thing that I know that some local YMCA's are opening up um, using social distancing protocols and shields between uh, students and actually having computers available for students to be able to come in and utilize those uh, services as well as having tutors in-house for some families. So if you're part of a YMCA, that is something that you could definitely look into. Um, If there's a public library in your area, if they're using those same safety precautions, that may be an option for some parents, but a, a lot of these recommendations are on the website, take a look at those things, but I can't even imagine having to make that decision right now as a parent. Um, that would that would be a tough decision to have to make. Um, so my heart goes out to you all. But my job is to hopefully give you some food for thought, food for conversation among other parents, and so that maybe we can all be better educated and uh, knowledgeable about precautions that we should be taking as far as uh, COVID-19 is concerned. All we can do is the best we can do, right? And um, pray that it all works out. But we do want to be smart about it, and we don't, we do want to make sure that our children are safe. So, again, they do have fact sheets regarding, you know, the everyday precautions that we should take regarding COVID-19 outside of your home. And so I am your host, Bucky Williams, and today's topic is school safety, and I hope that you join me the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group. Educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School. The world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is school safety as it relates to COVID-19. Before the break, we were talking about some of the resources that are available on the safe schoolsafety.gov website, as it regards to, um, in regards to protect, prevent, and mitigate um, COVID nineteen within the school system, um, and we talked about some of the ways in which we can uh, utilize the resources that are on the website to better educate ourselves on the conversation regarding. COVID-19 and our children going back into the school setting. I know that teachers also are having to make some tough decisions regarding whether or not they're going back. And depending on if your school is virtual, and I know that some parents um, may have some questions regarding, you know, what does that really mean? I definitely encourage you to Look at your school's website because most schools are keeping their websites up to date regarding the latest information and also your local school board of education. Make sure that you check the website if if you have access to that so that you can get all the questions answered. And one of the tough things is that we almost want people to just give us an answer that they don't have answers to. And so I also encourage you to be patient with your administrators because it's a day-by-day process. This is something that is um, a nationwide pandemic, something that we need to realize and understand the importance and the significance of this actual pandemic happening at this point in this time in our world, which is something that has never happened before. I know we've had pandemics before, but nothing uh, of this magnitude. And so we need to understand that sometimes they don't have the answers yet. And, um, we um, we are in a position to um, set protocols and standards uh, for years to come and for our children in the future. And so how we handle this, how we handle it as a culture and as a, as a community together is what's going to really make the difference and set, um, set guidelines for how this should be handled in the future and how it could be better handled. And so definitely we're we're going to learn from our mistakes, but we're also going to learn from our successes. And so I think that that's one of the biggest um, takeaways that we can take from this. But also, um, getting back to the website, there are also guidelines on ways to um, how you should disinfect your actual workspace and probably how often didn't actually click into the link. Um, to see how detailed, because there is a plethora of information on, on the website for parents and teachers. It also talks about um, considerations for um, wearing um, your cloth coverings and a checklist for parents and teachers as it relates to their um, preparedness and going back. It has a, a little bit of information. I know summer is almost over. But for those who are instituting day camps or maybe after-school programs, so if children are in school, definitely probably the after-school program will be open um, at the school. And so they have guidelines regarding um, the curriculum and distance learning and how do we recover and respond to um, some of the things that are actually taking place regarding physical um, spacing and how is testing going to be handled. And I know it's going to be on a district-by-district basis and a school-by-school basis. So that's why it's important for you to just allow your administrators to also research all of this material and do what's going to be best for their actual campus location because we understand, depending on the number of students that they have, depending on the funding that they have for that particular school, and spacing is going to determine and the number of staff members that they have returning is definitely going to determine exactly what they end up doing as regarding to their response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And so um, considering all of those things are a part of the information that's on the website. So definitely sanitation and protective equipment, personal protective equipment is going to be a consideration. But also, in considering guidance, they have guidance for people who are considering donating or loaning protective um, personal protective equipment to schools or medical supplies. There is guidance regarding that as well. And I thought that that is something definitely, because I know maybe someone uh, who's in a community who wants to maybe sponsor a school or sponsor teachers within a, a particular location and provide them with protective equipment and has guidance on how you should uh, go about doing that and also providing, you know, disinfectant and cleaning supplies um, for workplaces and uh, probably even the school buses uh, that pick up school children in some locations, um, providing information, uh, not necessarily information but supplies to them and how you should do that. So they have guidance on that as well. And so they also have a checklist on your back-to-school planning um, for caregivers. And so that is a, an additional resource that you can use. But it also for those who have students who are going to be using rehabilitation services, they have a frequent question and answer there um, regarding performance and accountability and assessment and um, uh, accountability regarding their Assessments within the school, and I think that that is also something worth um, noting for parents who have students who are um, who have some special accommodations that need to be met. And so, that's a way to kind of ease your burden just a little bit so you at least have some material that you can utilize as a guide um, for your back to school planning and deciding on how you're going to go back to school and, and what is the importance of reopening schools within the American school system and how do we think about virtual learning and in-person learning and exactly what can we learn from this? And what can our children learn from this uh, experience? And uh, what type of resources do we have available for our students in the virtual arena? And how is this going to maybe even tax our school system challenge there is to, we know that teachers already have a large amount of work that they're going to do, and how are they going to balance the virtual world and assignments, and also look out for our students' safety in regards to um, coming into the classroom with COVID-19, and looking at. So how is that going to affect our school systems? And then we also have schools that have to share nurses. And so that's another thing that we also have to consider. There are some schools that don't have a nurse full-time during the school day. You may have a nurse that travels between schools. And so how is that going to affect, um, you know, just the general, you know, a student coming to school who's just not feeling well Regardless of whether they're showing symptoms of COVID-19, you still have your day-to-day operations that you have to consider, which is something that our hospitals are facing. So we have, you know, normal situations that people are naturally going to, you know, have issues with. And then the mental health aspect of actually going back to school and also having um, persons in in school to help students with mental health issues. We know that we have mental health counselors that do come into some schools, but we know there are schools counselors and we've talked about that on a previous show. Our our school counselors are there for academic counseling and not for personal counseling. And with all of the things that students are facing within this pandemic, and parents and teachers and administrators, You're definitely going to have uh, more children who uh, may already be experiencing some type of anxiety, and that anxiety may be increased. And then you have people who have other situations that are home situations that may have been exacerbated by having to be at home for longer periods of time. So when we look at prevention and protecting and mitigating um, our school spaces as it relates to maintaining our operations, COVID-19 pandemic, and looking at physical spacing and testing, sanitation, personal protective equipment, curriculum, distance learning, um, cybersecurity, because we have more people online, um, mental health and nutrition, administrators in school districts, and have a lot to deal with, and state departments have a lot that they have to try to do the best that they can to come up with a plan for unprecedented time. And so, again, I'm asking that you have compassion and you have patience um, and you do what is best for you and your family. And hopefully uh, the pandemic won't last as long as we're thinking. And the more we can you know, try out these techniques, do what's best for our family, social distance, do the things that we know that we can do to try to mitigate uh, as much as possible the spread of COVID-19. Hopefully we will be in a position where we will have a vaccine. And um, this will be one definitely for the history books. And so I I want to encourage you again to uh, view the resources on the site for the reference that we have for tonight, which is schoolsafety.gov, and look at your options for guidance regarding uh, the COVID-19 pandemic to protect, prevent, and mitigate the spread of COVID-19. I want to, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your comments and your posts and your tweets um, regarding the show. I greatly appreciate it. On next week's show, we're going to talk about federal trio programs, and we've talked about that in the past. We're going to talk about that in a little more depth. And you all know that um, I used to work for a federal trio program, so I'm sure that will be an interesting show. And then following that, we do have a new edition of the Easy Tunes comic book strip. And so if you want to take a look at that, you can go to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education, and check that out as well. I am your host, Buffy Williams, and I want to thank you for joining me on tonight's show regarding school safety and COVID-19. Thank you for listening. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group hosts on Blog Talk iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Run. Imagine your new bathroom: a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall—all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bath Fitter. Join over two million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess—guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free and home consultation at BathFitterPodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bath Fitter: 35 years of better bath remodels.